And sometimes it's challenging if I'm down, it, it, it affects my mood and all these things. But I do realize for a period of time during the day or during the week, I have to get through this and I get through it. And then I say, okay, I've accomplished what I needed to accomplish within this setting. Let me then compensate myself by living life. I'm Raphael. I'm Cecil. Welcome to Family Man Building the Brand, the podcast that explores what it means to be a father, husband, and a businessman. Join us as we talk to entrepreneurs that are winning at home and in business. Join us as we talk about their journeys, family life, and tips for success. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Family Man Building a Brand podcast. Welcome to another episode. My name is Cecil Williams, and I have with me my co-host, Raphael. And today we're going to be talking about juggling family and entrepreneurship. So this is an interesting topic because this is the life we live every single day. And we're going to be breaking it down. So welcome, Ralph. What's up, brother? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. You're a day in the life of this family, man, that's aiming to build this brand that we're speaking on now and obviously a multitude of others, man. So, you know, one one way, Cecil, you know, that, that we normally greet each other up and make sure that you know, everything's on point during this journey. He's asking, how, how you doing, man? How, how you surviving over there? We always start the days off, top of the morning, <laughs> what's going on. And, 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 and yes, I mean, what, would, what was probably supposed to be a one-minute convo, two-minute convo <laughs> turns into minimum 45 yeah. minutes of just, like, I mean, Back and putting forth. everything out there, man. Correct. So, Correct, man. You guys are getting now firsthand what, how we process things, how we actually right. live through things and how we juggle. I mean, cause this is not about perfection. We're not here to tell you like, right. Hey, make sure. I mean, it's funny, Ralph and I were talking about this today and we were just talking about topics and that we were looking at. And one of them was talking about like meal planning. And I'm like, I don't meal plan. I mean, it'd be nice if I could, then I could tell you perfect life is you wake up in the morning or on Sunday, you meal plan, everything, meal prep, everything. So on this day, like, I mean, we do have some structure to our lives, but at the end of the day, there's just certain parts of it that I don't participate in. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you to do it because I have no experience in doing it for me to then say, hey, this is what you need to do. But ultimately, we're just going to be talking about how we juggle family life and entrepreneurship and how we make it work. And if obviously people out there have better ideas or things that could help us, we are more than open to ideas to making sure we do things more efficiently. Because at the end of the day, this is where we build community to make sure we share information to help each other out. Because, I mean, Ralph knows I always say this and all my friends know I always say this. We all we got and we have to be able to build community by sharing this information exactly. with each other, man. So, well, yeah, man. Well, I mean, it says I mean, first and foremost on having just having this candid conversation. First and foremost, man, I, I'd like these listeners to really understand that it's compromise. You know, you know, as a family man building yeah. the brand, even as even if you're not a father, you're just married and you're aiming to take this journey. You have a significant other and things of that sort. Please understand that compromisation is gonna be at the top of the list in order to make all of this work. And you know that's something that Cecil and I have to um, deal with on a daily basis, you know, uh, it's 2023. Well, we have to learn, but even, I yeah. mean, not to even t- like cut you off, but even taking it back to build up onto that, where we say it's compromising the, the importance of that. And I'll let Ralph get back to that. Yeah. When we started building Royal Dynamite about 13 years ago, we were not married. We didn't have kids. And Correct. I mean, the yep. brand and, and our businesses started way before then, at least two, three years before then. We used to have Ralph's apartment, old apartment, and we used to call it the lab. (laughs) And uh, we would go there and spend hours. I mean, after our nine to fives, we would go there and be there till two, three in the morning, just like working, doing things, getting people to come over, help us with things. We had no no one to answer to or or no responsibilities of that. I mean, yeah, you had to go to work the next day, but... When you're young, you're on that grind. You want to get to where you need to get to. You do what you need to do. So there was nobody to compromise with saying, why are you coming home late every night? Or or, you need sleep because you need rest and relaxation. Like, no, we were just young in the hustle and we, we, we were grinding. But obviously with that, with time, everything changed. As we started taking things seriously with our significant others, we then became spouses. And then obviously kids came into the play. 
things changed completely. And now yeah. I would see, I mean, it's a complete, is it 360 or 180, whatever? No, it's going to be it. a 180. And, exactly. So it's a complete 180. And that's kind of where we are today now, where what we were doing 15 years ago is completely different to what we're doing, like literally completely different to what right. we are today. Right. So, so like, let me give an example of back then during the lab days. You know, first of all, just to give a little bit more context on the lab um, to listeners, the lab was my old apartment, a.k.a. the bachelor pad. Before it became the lab, it was my old apartment in Hawthorne, California. And that's where Russell and I used to meet with a group of friends and we'd go over business ideas and check in with each other. You know, that, that group was called the League. We, you know, we've mentioned that. And in previous episodes, um, but it was really the bachelor pad. Now, the dynamic changed, the dynamic shifted once, you know, I had a child on the way and I was officially moving in with my girlfriend at the time and was aiming to build there. That was a massive dynamic. And it also included Cecil, who had nothing really to do with that, but the business was affected by that. Why? Because now our central place of doing business was changed. The times we were meeting there were different now. And that could have definitely sent Royal Dynamite down a different trajectory, Cecil. But these are one of the compromises that had to be yeah. made where it's like, yo, let's adjust now before this big even comes. We don't have a lab anymore. We don't have this anymore. There's no more bachelor pad with crash ideas. Let's start meeting at, you know, different Starbucks and let's meet here and have meetings and things of that sort. And Trust me, man. It, when, when you have a when you have a an ordinary flow, when you have a usual flow, anything outside of that can throw you off your rocker. And that's something that we had to. That's one level of compromisation that had to happen between Cecil and myself. I mean, you, but it's interesting you yeah. say it because I was even thinking compromise with our spouses or oh yeah, our definitely. Kids, but it's a compromise. The compromise first started with us. We had to. I mean, in order for us to continue to be business partners and figure things out, and that's what business partners have to do all the time, is, is to compromise. We had to understand, I had to understand, this is Ralph's reality, and I'm not there yet. I, I wasn't going to be there. I didn't, I had no idea what was going to happen. He had no idea what was coming, but we had to plan for it. And when it, and when it came, I couldn't then say, well, I mean, I had to pick up a slack where I had to, and it's been so many of, of that over time, wherein there were times where one of us had to insert ourselves back into the nine to five grind to do what was necessary, and the other person had to pick up the slack. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying in our minds, maybe we didn't think things, but we, com we communicated those things and we made sure like, hey, bro, I'm about to go on this traveling job and it's going to take this and I need you to step up to this. Are you okay with that? Or it's like, say less, I'm going to do it. So that's how it worked. And these are the compromises we made between ourselves and as friends and as entrepreneurs, where we had to understand that these compromises had to be made. And if they were not made, then we couldn't continue doing business. Correct. And a part of that compromisation, now, Cecil, we talked about compromising from a business partner perspective, but also as... I'm becoming a family man, that simple move of leaving the lab and things of that sort was a compromise on my end because that's what I, I produced that in an efficient manner during my late nights. Remember, it was late nights, early mornings. You know, we we're young enough to where we would burn the midnight oil, crash up for four or five hours. This was a compromise I had to make as well, too. So again, this is a reality yeah. of, of what family men aiming to build a brand. We were building a brand before we, were aiming, before we got to the point of becoming family men. So that was an adjustment. That's something that you should, you know, that's something that you have to be prepared for and you have to have the right mindset to be able to yeah. digest that and, and, and implement, man. You know, duties and responsibilities, Seth. You know, now as I sit here, you know, that's a total 180. Now I'm responsible for getting the kids ready for school, for dropping them off at school, for sometimes making dinner, for sometimes giving showers and doing all these different tasks that in the very beginning of this, it was the opposite. You know, I was the one going out yeah. nine to five and, and, and I didn't really have as much control over my schedule. And, you know, my wife now, you know, played that role of, taking care of the child, taking care of Kingston and taking them to school and getting them ready and things of that sort. But now I've, I've gotten to the point where I have the time freedom 
to be able to build for myself. And meanwhile, her nine to five requires her to play that role. And so the roles have reversed, have reversed. And I'm sure it's the same on your end. We discussed that on those early mornings when we're out handling similar. I mean, <clears throat> very, very similar because for the most part, I've always had to I mean, I even when we were building RD, like I said, I had to take a job where for eight years it was a traveling job. So, yeah. I mean, I had to go out, I had to travel to different states and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, that's a compromise we make. But it's interesting because as Kenzo was being born, then the compromise was, hey, you can't do you can't keep traveling because then she was in residency. You can't keep traveling. We just have a new baby. So I had to look for a nine to five job. And we were living then in, in Florida and hated it. But that was what I needed to do. That was a compromise we needed to make for the family to make sure we still had an income coming in. And I mean, enough for the both of us and make sure these responsibilities, our responsibilities and duties were still being met. And when that, towards the tail end of that, we had to make, I mean, she knew I, at the heart, I always wanted to do my own thing. So when that job ended and I transitioned, we had to have that conversation and say, Hey, I want to become an entrepreneur full time. This last experience for this last year wasn't pleasant, but it had to be done because this is what was necessary. But now as we, I mean, obviously the pandemic changed everything. Everybody started working from home. Most people never went back. And for me, same thing. I never went back out there into the world to do a nine to five, whatever the case might be. But for her, after finishing residency, she now took on what I would call a nine to five role. But even her role is not necessarily a nine to five, but being a physician, she has to be out there. She has to go out into the hospital and work. And her schedule is a little different than even a nine to five where she gets to work seven days a week and it's a 12 hour shift. So I have to do the drop off. I have to do the pickup. I have to make dinner. And it's so interesting because that's something that, I mean, as we speak today, I had to deal with because we do have our friends, kids over with us right now. And I have to go pick Kenzo up, bring him home. And we had, a, I had a meeting, we had a meeting and he's here in the meeting while I'm having the meeting, I had to turn on the TV for him and he's saying, I'm hungry. And I'm saying, yeah. just give me 20 minutes. And I have to leave again, pick up a second kid come home and then we have to do more work and yep. I have to get them di lunch, dinner, whatever you want to call it, make yep. sure they're situated and say, hey, you guys do not disturb me for the next couple of hours. Yep. This is what I need to do. So I mean, my wife's at work. She can't <laughs> be here, but I have to juggle these things. And there's sometimes yep. where it stresses me out, but then yep. I'll be honest with you, bro. I think of you and my stress then says, well, damn, Ralph got to deal with three kids every single day. I have to deal with one. And then obviously I have less, I mean, two, two and a half now. And I can't be stressed about this stuff. I had to keep my calm and just execute. I mean, exactly. Just get exactly. it done. At the end of the day, stressing is only going to make me a little bit more agitated, a little bit more impatient. Yeah. And there's no room for that because then you start being mad at your spouse. For yeah. I mean, absolutely for no reason. I mean, in your mind, you make up a reason saying, well, if you were home, this wouldn't happen. But ultimately you can't even... Right put yourself in that position. You just have to do what you need to do to make it happen. Oh, but yeah. You make it happen and then you come right back to work and God, thankfully we have some understanding kids when, I mean, my son's four, he doesn't really understand yeah. some of these things. But when I tell him now, Hey, I'm going to be busy for the next two hours. Don't come downstairs. He understands. I mean, I, yeah. I give him his phone. <laughs> That's yeah. the compromise, but at least but to the best of his ability, you know, he gets it. He understands because a younger him a year ago would have just come down and just said, I mean, he wouldn't understand. He would just demand what he needs and or say yeah. what he, he needs. And I have to figure that out. But now, yeah. I mean, he's getting older, but we have these conversations because he sees what I do. He understands. Yeah. He'll ask, where's mommy? Mommy's at work. Daddy's up. Daddy's going to go downstairs and do some work. So don't disturb me for this period of time. Obviously it cannot be forever, but these are some of the things that, you have to juggle in entrepreneurship and, and obviously as a family man, making sure things go right. Now, I'm not saying this is perfect because at the end of the day, this is not striving for perfection. Right. It's just making sure we do what's necessary to get through the day, the right. month, the year, and, and we grow. And while we're doing that, we're learning. I mean, you and I, we're learning from each other. You tell me 
uh, how you've done things, uh, how you do things. And I listen and I'm like, okay, oh, I see other people doing things. And I'm like, okay, let me try this and see if it works for me. Because I've never had, I mean, multiple kids where I'm running around doing things. And I mean, it could be stressful, but hey, you just figure it out. Listen to music, listen to a podcast, do whatever I got to do to just get that time by, man. You know, exactly, man. And, and, and Cecil, I can tell you, well, I can tell the listeners that it's so easy to lose balance. You know, they, they first of all, there really, there really is never any balance. So <laughs> give that disclaimer. But you try your best to maintain as much balance as possible. But when you get hit with the, the, the ultimatums of attending a meeting for business or attending a baseball game, you know, you really you really are, are within a battle within yourself trying to see which way you're going to lean. And honestly, it, it, it kind of made me have conversations for the standards and values of raising our children. You know, it, it was, you know, sort of where we had to discuss like, okay, hey, I, I have three boys. You know, boys require a certain type of attention than girls. Boys require a certain type of activities versus girls. Boys are, you know, honestly, black boys in America now have to face a lot more. So I had to now face the battle, and I'm sure you have as well too, saying, you know what? I know I can hit this goal and I know that, you know, if I attend this meeting, it's going to take me forward within my brand building or within my business. But sometimes that has to come at a sacrifice for a key developmental period for that child. And you got to set those yeah. boundaries. You got to set those standards. You got to set what those values are. Conversations with, with, with my wife had to occur to say, hey, you know what? Don't don't expect me to do this and this, but I will sacrifice and do this and this. It's not going to be cookie cutter like any other picture perfect family home where the dad comes home. Hey, I'm home, and you know it's it's still daytime and <laughs> dinner's made, and the dog you pet the dog. No, it's just that's not the reality of a family man building a brand now in 2023. There's so many different dynamics no. that occur, no. in, man. So it's, I mean, everything's so different. We. We're not, I mean, I don't even, we were, me and my wife were talking about the other day. We don't even remember the last time we sat at a table, all three of us to have dinner. I mean, it doesn't mean we don't sit down and, 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 and talk and, and have things, but it's not, we're not in a traditional world, at least not in our household. But I mean, these are things like you said, values of raising a son. Like for me, I have to do a lot of things with Kenzo and it's, I'm happy because I'm the person doing a lot of these things with Kenzo. I mean, I'm taking him to swimming lessons. I mean, when it's time, obviously to go to the playground, I'm there for him and he's getting to see more of me, but don't get it confused. The moment is mom's around, like on her week off, everything becomes about mommy. It's almost like I did not exist. And I don't mind because for me, it's like a break. And then she will say, I need a break. But in my mind, I sometimes say to myself, like, if you know what I had to deal with, but I don't vocalize that. Now, a, a younger me would have actually vocalized that to either just invoke something in her. I mean, and, and obviously I knew that was going to lead to like some kind of a fight. Like it's not a competition. It's not, this is not that. Now in my mind, I just think about it like, man, if you know what I've had to deal with the whole week with Kenzo, I'm glad I'm not the one he's like saying my name every second. It's mommy, 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 because... At the end of the day, he needs you as well to make um, these things happen. But it's interesting because I think these relationships, obviously, a lot of the dynamics have changed. My son, I always say it's funny. There's this cast I listened to called How I Built This, Guy Ross. And one of the things that he goes into conversations with, with a lot of these very, very successful entrepreneurs is their relationships with their fathers. And most of them always, not all of them, but some of them will give these, which sticks out in my mind where some of them will then say, my father wasn't a very successful entrepreneur because they've become that obviously. So they now know what the standard is. Or my father wasn't present. My father wasn't this. And I'm like, okay, I, do, I want to be present, but I also want my, my son to see me as, and when I say successful, it's not financially successful. I want my son to see me as somebody who respect and i mean yes if i say this is what i do then there has to be some level of success in here because we strive for success at the end of the day he has to know okay this is what i do let's talk about these things let's talk about what i do how i do it how what success is in what i do and i mean and teaching these kinds of things because i don't want I mean 
I can't predict that because if my I want my son to be super successful, way more successful than I am. And when he becomes that, I guess he he will probably be having the same conversation with someone saying my father wasn't as successful as I, not necessarily as I am, because but that's essentially what they're all saying because these are people who've gone ahead to build Ubers and things like that. Yes, their parents were definitely not as successful as them, but that's kind of what every parent strives for. So I mean, exactly, hey, and, and I, I think the key, yeah. Well, yeah, the key there says was that, honestly, man, within this dynamic, as that family man, you're going to make most of those sacrifices in your job, your duty, your role is not to cry about it. So that was a key point. You know, when, yeah. you know, my wife will say, oh, my God, I'm so drained out, things of that sort. I'm thinking to myself saying, man, I've dealt with four times more than this, you know, over the past four days, you know, but. I, I'm I'm trained now not to complain about it because one that's not going to change anything. Two, so I had to build up yeah. a more. I had to build up more strength within myself to be able to take more of these sacrifices because at the end of the day, says it's not a cookie cutter situation. And if I could put that effort into building a business, I could put that extra effort into being a great father. So you know that's some that's those are things yeah. that I face all the time, man. You know I really face these battles. You know, for example, you know, with, with my tour business and I get a late drop off and we're supposed to have dinner today. And man, Cecil, I, I do my best to be able to make it to that family table, but business calls and these are critical things that need to occur. And I have to make that move. You feel the guiltiness of it, but the minute you smash your goal in business, you're right back on it and you want to celebrate with the family right then and there, you know? So that's a give and take. I mean, gonna, it's interesting because you overexert, but there's a payoff at the end of it that fulfills you on the inside. I mean, and, and that brings me to something interesting because you do mention the tour business, which I, I mean, for, for, for you, because we both do do that. I see that for you as a family business. And, and I'm, I'm getting to understand why that is. Right. right. But also <laughs> a time allocation business and and i say family business because you and kim basically uh, have that business together so Correct. there's a dynamics of now you're in business with your wife and correct because obviously the kid's not yet they're not old enough just yet but you're in business with your wife and it, it is a family business but from a time allocation standpoint just like you say you have a drop off so, so for me i now live a pretty good distance away from the airport and i have these drop-offs i have to make and my wife would come from work after a 12 hour shift and I'd say to her, yo, I need to go drop off the car at the airport. Can you <laughs> ride with yep. me right along yep. and then bring me back? So here yep. we are at nine o'clock riding to the airport yep. for almost an hour, yep. having to ride back. She's tired. And yep. I mean, sometimes I, I, I remember sometimes she like, I would want to catch an attitude for something stupid. And I'd just be like, just shut up, drop yep. the car. Yep. She's doing yep. you a favor because she's going to just say, Correct. go there and get yourself an Uber back yep. or whatever, Correct. which eats Correct. into the cost. Correct. But yep. I have to be like, okay, like I have to do this. But I'm like, I'm grateful that at least she's helpful to do that. But that's something we had to communicate before we yep. did it because I said, hey, yep. if we're going to do this, this is what it involves. Because if I hadn't told her and I just said, she would have said no. And I wouldn't say anything because it'd be like, hey, it's my business. Like, it's almost like minding your business. So I had to communicate with her, hey, there are going to be times I have to go drop off the car and pick up the car at the airport. Are you down yeah. for us to do that? Because essentially this car pays for itself and the additional yeah. money we get from it could do Correct. some other things related to the business and that type of stuff. So exactly. I, I know for, and for you, you have a bigger fleet. So yeah. <laughs> I can only oh, yeah. imagine what time allocation... For you well, is like, especially with three, three kids, yeah, kids schedule, and then you having to drop off and pick up these cars. Exactly. So, so you know, uh, one, it forced me to dig deeper into my calendar. Two, it forced me to be as efficient as I've ever been. Because you got to understand, Cecil, and you know this, that, you know, my wife has her nine to five and she gets drained via that. So for me to be able to talk her into yeah. playing this role, man, we got to have this role on the straight and narrow. Other than that, I'm not going to opt in on it. So it forced me. And this was great. At building this brand, yeah. you know, it forced me to level up and say, you know what? Calendar on point. I need to adjust the calendar to see, sync to my family calendar. So that way everything is seamless. At the same time, Cecil, I still have to juggle 
family activities. Like you say, you still need to take Kenzo to that pool yeah. for swimming. I still need to take these kids to Taekwondo. Yeah. I still need to go deliver this vehicle. So it just forced me to level up, you know, tighten up on my calendar, make everything as efficient as possible. And again, I have to go over and beyond to make sure that, yes, the help that I'm receiving over here is well received and is not going in vain. I'll go over and beyond to make it as Appreciate comfortable it. as possible. Yeah. But, you know, we still have to get the job done. So, I mean, as you know, Cecil, in the Toro game, there, there are some headaches. There are some ups and downs. And the fact that, I, yeah, I do operate this so efficiently, when the headaches do come up, it's not a huge bump in the road for us, man. My wife is able to trump that really quick. True, Let's keep true. it moving and go from there. So, yes, the time allocation is actual a real key. But overexertion has to be carefully minded as well, too, because you don't want to move like this. You know, you don't want to move handily trying to juggle all of these things, family man building a brand, and you're not efficient with it. Everything you're juggling, the balls are falling and things of that sort can't express. Now, I'm sure that's going to flow over to your your home life and, and the relationship with your spouse. And that can lead that could be a recipe for disaster. So. A time allocation forced me to level up on my calendar, get efficient on all aspects, and I'm just that much on, on cue with my time. It's 4.30. I'm off this. I got to go take the boys to karate. Yeah. At 5.15, we're done karate. We're heading back home. We got to take this car down. Efficiency and, and full calendar work, man. That's the real game when it came. What if your clothing choices could make a difference in your community? Introducing Royal Dynamite, a t-shirt line founded in Los Angeles with deep roots in Sierra Leone. Our founders met in the U.S. with a passion for streetwear and a commitment to giving back to their community. With every t-shirt purchase, we donate a portion of our profits to support education and entrepreneurship programs in Sierra Leone and other parts of the world. Our t-shirts not only represent your personal style, but also your dedication to community and making a difference in the world. Join us in creating a world where your clothing choices are statement pieces and an extension of who you are. Shop now and make an impact. Use the discount code for 20% of your purchase, FAMBABRD20, F-A-M-B-A-B-R-D20. This will give you 20% off your first purchase. Go to royaldynamite.com, R-O-Y-A-L-D-Y-N-A-M-I-T-E, royaldynamite.com. I mean, that's important for people to understand that you have to be efficient. You have to be, you have to be consistent with what you do, your habits. And like the time allocation, it doesn't happen by magic. A couple, like three years ago, I was very bad with allocating my time and that's okay. i mean i i found out one of the reasons i was was because i never i was never tracking it i i never had a system and okay. my my mentor and coach then said to me you need to use your calendar in my phone and said like your phone is with you at all times for the most part and once i i learned how to build a calendar learn to build my time blocking system and all that stuff i can't live without it so it's funny interesting my after he said hey remember we have a meeting with this clinic too today. And I'm just like, can you put it on my calendar? And she was like, oh, I, I've already told you. I'm like, I know you've told me, but when, when things are on my calendar, then I know it's my commitment that day to make sure I show up. For, for starters, it reminds me. So it reminds me 30 minutes and 15 minutes. Before because you're dealing with so much. I now know whatever I'm doing. Exactly. So everything's on my calendar, like meetings. I mean, even my pickup for my son, drop off for my son. When I mean, I trade. So when the stock market is opening an hour before, when it's closing 15 minutes before, when it closes, I have these reminders and everything pops up and we it's become a system by which I do things. So for people who don't believe in it, I was one of those people. I'll be honest. I put my hand up. I didn't believe in using a calendar. And I think Sometimes it's not that we don't believe in using things. Sometimes we just don't want to be accountable to the path, the journey to success. And when you don't do these things, you, you, you have an easy excuse to say, well, this is why I didn't do it because this wasn't, it wasn't there. But when you have an accountability system or a support system, in this case, it is my accountability and support system to make sure I do these things, I get them done. And as we talk about accountability, I mean, in support for accountability purposes, obviously for you and I, we, we always have to keep, I mean, I would even say when we were much younger, our accountability was unspoken. 
But now that we're much older, accountability is spoken because if, I mean, before, before it used to have to be phone calls, I'd call Ralph for everything, every single hour, every time of the day. Now, because of our scheduling, we don't have time for phone calls for hours. So we leave voice notes. And obviously, I mean, I, I wake up early in the morning, I have my agenda and it involves Ralph. I'll send a message, you know, and he's three hours behind in California, but I'm like, hey, this is what I need to do. So by the time you wake up and you get this message, you kind of know I'm already two and a half hours ahead of you or whatever in my in my whatever. And you can build your day around it if it included me in it, which it basically for the most part out of like a seven day period, it's in, we're included in each other's days for a lot of different things. So I think we have to spell it out to make sure the other person understands, hey, this is what I'm doing today. This is how it affects you. So if you can't meet up with this, make sure we change this, make sure we change that. And so the accountability is not just to my wife or my kids or, or in your case, your kids, my son, it's to ourselves and to even the people who we work with. I mean, we are now in the podcasting business where we're interviewing people. We have to make sure we have time allocations to interview people. Like everything has to almost be clockwork and maybe we I, I'm not going to lie. Now that you mention it, I've probably taken it for granted because maybe I've gotten used to these systems so much, but these systems help. They definitely were created to make yeah. an impact and they definitely help, man. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. man. I mean, Cecil, to the point where we had to create a joint calendar. Cecil, I have three different calendars. I have yeah. my, my Raphael say as a businessman, I have my family man building the brand slash rd i have my family calendar and and what i do says is yeah. for example my family calendar we load up i work on that with my wife we load that up and whatever time slots are taken out of that i compare it to my fan bab rd calendar and my personal calendar and i block out those dates then or I look at my fan yeah. bad calendar saying, no, we have an interview today at two. We have a meeting at three and we have this at four. So therefore on the family calendar, we can't place this until after four or before two. So that's just, that's just the way to balance it because if we're just free flowing, Cecil, uh, I don't think that we'd be interviewing, you know, in the style that we're interviewing, you know, as efficient as we're interviewing. No. I don't think that we'd be having cars, you know, going out on trips on time and have a great feedback I don't think that we'd be promoting as much on social media. There'd be a lot of lapses, man. And on this road to building these brands, you want to eliminate as much lapses as possible. Yes, mistakes are going to occur, but being as efficient as possible eliminates that because time is truly the key. I was reading a meme the other day, actually, oh, yeah. I don't, Actually, I don't think a meme. I think it was a video that I saw on IG, and it was talking about how mm -hmm. taking 10 years to build something cuts into you actually enjoying the fruits of that labor. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right to the exact wording, but yeah, you spend so much time trying to perfect to get to this life that you want to live, but you spend all the time there. And when you finally get there, you could have enjoyed that life for an extra five years had you hadn't actually just made the move and, and, and implemented and got moving on whatever that goal was. So, you know, I, I really take, really, you know, I really stomach those types of things. And I look at it, you know, being in business for so for so long now, time is of the essence. Says we have a dream. You know, what use is working for the next 25 years to build toward that dream and then only literally have, based on the lifespan in the world now, another 10 years to enjoy it. I mean, so, it's, it's the ideology of life is a journey. So I think for most people... Yes, there is. You have to grind. And in that, Ralph is not saying don't grind and don't put in the work. But at the end of the day, there's this ideology. The end goal is I want to become a millionaire. I want to do. I mean, I think the end goal to most humanly things are material things. And ultimately, you get this material stuff and you realize like it didn't change your life. I mean, I'm not saying money won't change your life or whatever the case might be, but it doesn't change the core of who you are. You are going to be always who you are. If you're a good person, you're a good person. If you're a bad person, you're bad. If you are happy, you're happy, whatever the case might be. So ultimately, don't go chasing these, these specific goals 
and you don't enjoy life. I mean, ultimately, we work hard. We I mean, there are times where working hard is difficult. I'm not even going to lie to you. When I say it's difficult, you actually wake up and you dread what you're about to do, but you understand where it's going to get you. So when you put in that work, and this is not like forever, this is this could even be in an eight-hour day because some days on a Monday, I wake up like I trade. So on the weekends, I don't trade. But I mean, on Sundays, I start thinking about ideas or what I need to do. And on a Monday, I know I have to do something about it. And sometimes it's challenging. If I'm down, it, it, it affects my mood and all these things. But I do realize for a period of time during the day or during the week, I have to get through this and I get through it. And then I say, okay, I've accomplished what I needed to accomplish within this setting. Let me then compensate myself by living life. Like, okay, my wife and I in the evenings will sit down, drink wine, we'll enjoy our son, we'll laugh, he'll provide comedic relief for us. So that's like you said, it's not, this journey is balancing to a certain extent, obviously, you can put eight hours of work in and give yourself four hours of, of relief. And that, those four hours will make up for the eight hours you've put in. Or sometimes it's just one hour. Or sometimes you can sit on your phone for one hour and just laugh at memes. And and that would, it's almost like that would make up for the eight hours of stress that you had. I mean, because it's like working out. Think about it this way. Most people who develop their bodies or even athletes, if you want to put it that way, they don't work out for 18 hours of the day. I mean, sometimes people put in like a good hour and a half, five days a week. And in, in about a year, it transforms who they become. But that's an hour, hour and a half, five days a week. If you do the math, it's not even more than 15 hours. Exactly. But for that very small time, they're very focused on what they're doing. And as a result, they get to what they get to a goal. So and I think if most people choose to look at life that way, it, like I need to get to a goal. I need to like, okay, fine. If you want to be a millionaire, if you have to put in eight dedicated hours a day, then put in your eight dedicated hours a day and make sure when that eight hours are done, you focus on all the other things you have to do, like your family, your hobbies. I mean, whatever you need to do to find um, relief in your life, to kind of give yourself a little bit of... I mean, not like I keep saying, we, there's no balance, like an equilibrium. I mean, there's balance, but it's not like equilibrium where it's like, okay, we're right here or whatever the case might be. Figure that out because at the end of the day, you're going to need, I mean, because if you die today, no, tr truthfully, is the world would forget you. So, I mean, you kind of have to find a way to make it worth your living. And obviously the legacy you want to live for your family or the people around yeah. you. So figure exactly. that out and figure out what works for you. And and make it happen. So yeah, man, and, and don't yes. overload yourself. It's man. not easy. Yep, don't yeah. overload. I, I know you're it. a great you're a great uh, preacher of that, man. Every time you know, hey, yeah, don't overload yourself um, to where it does become a stress, and at that point, there is no equilibrium. You've overloaded yourself. You've chosen. You've taken on more brand building tasks than you were supposed to bite off. And now you have to deal with that. So definitely the family is going to suffer or vice versa. You overload yourself on the family and now you can't meet deadlines on the business end. And now the brand suffers. So finding that balance, when we say find that balance doesn't mean finding equilibrium, but finding what works for you and your family dynamic is going to be key. You know, whether it's 60, 40, 60 on the business, 40 on the family this week. And next week is 75 have on the family. Have those conversations. Have those conversations, man. And uh, another key point that I wanted to get to, Seth, is really, you know, we're talking about juggling family responsibilities, one, and then juggling entrepreneurship, two. But there has to be a merge of the two, especially when it comes to the finances, especially in the beginning. Seth. So there's going to be financial commitments that definitely could go toward the family that have to go to the brand. Or there's financial commitments that can go yeah. to the brand and expand this, but have to go to the family. Those conversations have to be had with your significant other. You have to you have to have those conversations. And I'll give a quick example. So for me, up until we bought our house, which just was just a year ago, I had separate accounts that my wife maybe knew existed, but didn't or didn't even know existed. And when it was time for us to buy a house, we had to. Yeah, I mean, because some of them were business accounts, but some of them were just personal accounts where I'm like, if she finds out what's in here, 
damn, she's taking me to the cleaners. We're going shopping. We're doing this. We're doing that. So I had to put those things aside, but we had to put everything together for transparency purposes. I mean, we still have accounts that, okay, they're mine, but she knows they exist now for a lot of different reasons. I always say from legacy and trust building. And when I say trust, literally the legal trust, not just even the word trust, but to make sure we have everything sitting in a place where if unfortunate, anything were to happen to me or her, there is a plan for these things because we've seen some of the challenges where you don't have this information and you're crippled by it, but also from a transparency standpoint. So like you said, what needs to go to the business needs to go to the business. What needs to go into the family needs to go into the family. Like there's an understanding now that I'm not just building. I mean, people say throw everything into the business as much as I'd like to throw everything into the business. I have to make sure I fulfill my familiar responsibilities. So like, I mean, or sometimes it's like, okay, we're spending too much money on the family unit and I need money for these things. And we have to have that conversation like, hey, I need to do these things. So we're going to have to make a few sacrifices for the next few months so I can invest in this. But that communication has to be had. And that's just the communication we have with our wives. Because for you, you have Kingston now who's like 12 and you need to start having those conversations with him about money and how it works. Like, I mean, because they I mean kids think money, well, my pre- dad on most of our parents, money doesn't grow on trees, but they want things. They want video games. They want shoes. They just think like, well, mom and dad got it. But there comes a time now where you start having these conversations with them and you're saying, hey, I need to teach you about money. And you see how hard we work. But they I mean, we say they see how hard they don't know what that is. They don't see how hard we work until they become adults, like or become <laughs> reasonable enough to understand what we're doing. So those conversations have to be had with kids. And I know you have three boys and obviously what I mean for you, what kind of conversations are you even having with them from a money perspective, f- both from a personal and a family business, like a business perspective, like yeah. uh, for them understanding that type of stuff? Well, I mean, for one, from a personal perspective, um, I always first of all, they have their own money. That's the beauty of this. They have their own money and the reality hits them when they don't know the value of the money. They, they will have $100 that their grandparents sent them for their birthday. However, they want a Palm Springs mm-hmm. weekend villa at the Omni, you know, for all three nights. And guys, that's, that's 10 times what you have available to you. But it says it's funny, but those realities bring them down to reality. That harsh reality. Like, oh, wait, dad said hey, this $100 bill can't afford three nights at the Omni. Well, dad, what can this $100 bill afford me? That $100 bill can afford you one night at a motel in L.A. Oh, that's the difference in value there. So if I want to go to the Omni, I I need two, three, four, five of these papers here. Five of them would allow me to enjoy more fun and have more to spend at the arcade and things of that sort. So I really just Who do I need to hustle for these, yeah. these extra four? <laughs> exactly, man. So from there, <laughs> you know, f- from there, that's when the hustling really started where it's just like, okay, well, you know what, Casey, you want to go to an arcade? Hey, I'll give you 20 bucks if by the end of this week, your, your chores chart is filled in 100%. So you've washed all the dishes, you've helped your mom do laundry, you've helped me get Kyra ready for school, you've helped sweep the living room, you've helped water the grass. Well, yeah, here's 25 bucks. So now they understand that, wait, if I do some type of labor, then I will get compensated for this. Now, uh, you know, Cecil, every parent is different. Every parent has different goals for their child. You know, I aim to have, like, just like you said, okay, so the goal for my child is to be better than me and what I'm doing, and they see me build. They see me, you know, have a million cars in front of our house, Cecil. They've seen me scrubbing the floors at subways. They've seen me dealing with people that I've dropped off a car too. They've seen my cars come back abandoned and, and trashed. So when they see that, they know like, okay, when this happened, daddy reacted this way. You know what? I don't think I want to do that because I don't want that same reaction. Let me try doing it this way. You know, so that's the basics of, of money that I've had thus far. But the main conversation Cecil, was really with Kim. Every single decision being made now affects the family and affects my relationship. So I need to make sure that 
she's up abreast on everything happening with the businesses. One for Cecil, you only live once, man. We're not we're not sure when our time ends here. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. once, so if I have a million dollar deal going on with Cecil, yeah, I probably gotta let you know that it's under instruction under this company. Here's the contracts to it. Let's put it in the trust and all that. You have to know this information because God forbid anything happened to me, you need to go get what's yours. Anything you know, happens so, to you, I don't correct. I don't just bail out and be like, hey, like yes, you rap didn't tell you about it. I we ain't gonna yeah, do correct. So I mean these are that's, that's something that's we'll even get into. Yeah, we will. but I mean, no, yes. I mean it's funny as I was talking to Adam about that. Recently, and this is somebody we work with that's helping us, I mean, set up structures for our businesses and our family and all these things. And these are things that you guys be hearing from place, so. but these are things that as you put them in place, yeah, you need yeah. to talk to your spouse. You need to talk to your significant yeah. other about making sure. I mean, one per I mean, in most families, one person controls the finances, but the other person needs to be have an of understanding of yeah. where to find things. Oh, and where things and how and the situation right? and yeah. to be yeah. at the most fundamental level, because if if you just ignore it and something happens. And I know for me in my family, especially my wife, we've dealt with with tragedy recently with both her parents passing mm -hmm. within a year of each other and having to deal with like, oh, we can't log into my mom's account. We can't log. We didn't know what this yeah. was. We didn't know what that was. And these are the types of things that like, okay, well, you think about them and from experience, you're saying, I don't want this to happen. Definitely. And these are the reasons why as you grow older and as you build your family, you need to make sure you take care of these things because now you see the dynamics. So you see how it affects certain things in, in somebody else. And you're like, ah, now it makes sense why. I mean, a younger me, like I said, I just wanted to protect from a lot of different things because even now, like if my wife says, hey, I want to get a Chanel purse and I'm like, OK, this is how much a Chanel purse cost. This is all the other things that it could help get the family. So you can get it. But this is what you I mean, it's not like saying this is what you deprive us of. But these are the consequences. This is what this will get you. This is what you will enjoy. But this is all the other things we might even have to sacrifice or forego to get these things. Or if you truly really want this stuff. I mean, when I was younger, people would always tell you, if you truly want something in financial, people will tell you to save up for it. When you get to that number, if you still want it, yeah. get it. But right. more than likely, you probably don't. Yeah, right. I mean, and but that's right. me. For her, I'm pretty sure she probably will still want it anyways. <laughs> like, but, but at least we saved up for it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> we saved, saved, saved up, up for, it. for it and make sure, okay, at least you, you, you get it debt free. You ain't got nothing to do with yep. me now. It's yep. all yours, free. I don't have to, when I see it, I'm not just like, oh my God, we got to go keep paying for this for the next hive or much long. So these conversations are all critical. And, and lastly, I think before we wrap it, Things up. One of the things I wanted to even talk about, which you and I talked about briefly today, is a support system. Of course. Is making sure you have a support system because most people in America will deal with their nuclear family. I mean, your nuclear family lives in your house, your kids, yeah. your wife, or your husband, and you. But now having friends, neighbors, mm -hmm. family, like grandma, grandpa, or brother, sister, who help you get through things to make sure you're able to do things like for us. I mean, up until recently, we had a nanny who helped with my father-in-law and my son. And that, I mean, Ralph, you know how much relief oh, yeah. that was on oh, yeah. for Definitely. me Definitely. from a financial perspective, but all emotional yeah. and from an entrepreneurial perspective, I was, yeah. able, to, all I was able to get things done because before yeah. then I had to do everything. I had to make breakfast for every, well, my father-in-law, my son, I had to, do a bunch of things when when we got the nanny that helped like significantly make things happen and again communication my wife and i have to talk about these things i mean to say hey if i'm doing this i'm not able to do anything else so this is the solution okay let's go ahead and do these so th these things are important in terms of making sure you find your don't want to use the word balance but that's the best i like to think of right now but you find your your balance and equilibrium in whatever you're doing and making sure hey you get the stuff going, but yeah, that support system is needed, man. Oh yeah, definitely. And to bank off that man really quick to the listeners listening in, and you may have to re-strategize, relocate for your support system. I know that that's a harsh reality to face, but so I faced that a couple of times. You saw mm -hmm. when I went through the death of my father-in-law and had to relocate and I, it was actually a loss of a support system. 
I didn't have the babysitters yeah. anymore. I didn't have the frames. Honestly, like you, Cecil, that was still in L.A., but now I'm 80 miles away. I didn't have you anymore to say, yo, Cecil, can you run this errand for me really quick? Go on Crenshaw and grab this, yeah, and then I'll yeah. pick it up from you at the field on Saturday. That was that didn't exist. And even as a recent, Cecil, you know, as things grow and as my children get bigger and get older and as, you know, as a family dynamic, you know, the trend shifts a little bit, that support system is highly needed. And again, I'm willing to consider the conversation of relocation because I know how much that support system will cause me to thrive within business and within family. And it'll cause me to have a better relationship with yeah. my wife. <laughs> a date night and not having yeah. to worry about babysitting. A, a meeting with Cecil without having to worry yeah. about my son <laughs> busting in. So, you know, for everyone listening in, Relocation. I mean, we gotta deal with. We, we're dealing with that right now, as y'all listen, because yeah. yeah. we, my son's upstairs, and literally, I mean, I don't know if my wife's home, but if she is, then cool. But if not, <laughs> he can walk down here anytime and just right. disrupt what we're doing. But this is the reality of, of what we True do reality. live, how we Correct. live. But we figure out how to get through these things, and I think the goal always, ultimately, is you're going to push through your challenges and you're going to come out on the other side victorious. And then you're going to learn, you're going to have an experience. You're going to learn from that experience and you're going to be able to share those experiences with other people who can learn from you. And this is how you build community and this is how you grow. So, I mean, this is it for us as to, I mean, hopefully you found some nuggets or something valuable in, in there from how we juggle family and how we communicate with our family, significant others, and how we I mean we haven't gone in depth as to how we run our businesses, but you got some some ideas from the different things that we do and how we manage all of these things and make them work. There's no perfection to any of this, but there's systems that have to be put in place to make sure you can stay on point, you can move forward and you can make progress. So Hopefully you guys were able to find this very useful because um, we were we enjoyed. Ralph and I always enjoy sharing. We always enjoy talking. So thank you guys very much for listening. Go subscribe to Family Man Building Your Brand. Leave us a comment. This is how we're going to know what we need to double down on in terms of conversations or topics. So hit the like button. Listen wherever plat podcast platform you're listening to. Leave us a review and. And narrating, please, 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 it helps the podcast grow. So thank you guys very, very much um, for your time. So any last words, Ralph? Let, let them hear it, bro. Man, thanks so much, Ralph. Family Man Building the Brand. That's it for today's episode of Family Man Building the Brand. We hope we left you with a ton of value from this episode. If you like what you heard, feel free to leave us a rating and a review. This helps our show gain traction with other listeners just like you. You can join our community by subscribing and following Family Man Building the Brand on your favorite podcast platform. Remember, we're family and together we build.